outdoors take us to summers away or winter adventures and afternoon getaways. Your dedicated Fidelity Advisor can help you open those doors by working with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential because doors were meant to be opened. Visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone. The mark of fantasy excellence. You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. It's caught for a touchdown. You are now tuned in to the Roto Experts. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Hello, it's Tuesday, January 22nd, and welcome to the Roto Experts right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Scott Engel, the Managing Director of RotoExperts.com. I am the king. I am fantasy, and uh, glad to be back with you. I hope you're glad to be hearing me, as uh, I know uh, some of you have wondered, uh, with the new scheduling on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, what has happened to the Roto Experts, the longest-running uh, morning show in fantasy sports history? It's not going anywhere. We're now going to be available on demand now that uh, fantasy football season is, a, is officially over and done. And we'll be appearing on a podcast version uh, with me hosting five days a week uh, beginning today. So you can be uh, – you can, you can be – satisfied in knowing that the Roto Experts are not going anywhere. You'll be will be easily downloadable every day, five days a week, uh, right on all your favorite platforms where you get all of uh, your fantasy sports network uh, materials, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Audio Boom, etc. Uh, you'll be able to download us and listen to us. And uh, we'll stay interactive. The show is going to be mostly me as I'll carry on the Roto Experts brand here. Uh, as we decided to move podcasts only now that fantasy football is over. Uh, but uh, you're going to have a lot more coverage from us with Roto Experts. Uh, you have to check out the new site. We've got uh, NFL 365 with a lot of uh, with a lot of content with myself and uh, Davis Maddock, who is, uh, does a lot of best ball, dynasty, keeper, etc. Crunches the numbers. We have some, we're going to have some betting content. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot about the up. NFL Draft, upcoming on rotoexperts.com, and uh, lots to check out there, including uh, some of my latest articles as well. Uh, check out my advanced scout where I'm looking forward to free agency for uh, Mark Ingram and also talk about about the Todd Gurley fiasco, which uh, we'll discuss a little bit this morning as well. But uh, you know, for those of you who are looking for fantasy baseball coverage, because uh, I've been talking fantasy baseball for a long time, don't worry. Uh, you'll still have a lot of fantasy baseball analysis from uh, from me here on the Roto Experts in the morning. Fantasy baseball is right around the corner. We'll point you to some great sites to get you some draft stuff. And uh, when the season comes around, you can, uh, you can look forward to hearing for the 10th season in a row by Roto Experts 
at the park interviews where I'll be going out to Major League Baseball stadiums and uh, talking to the players and uh, talking to some people also on the beat and getting you a lot of insider info that uh, you've come to enjoy from me over the years. Uh, I've been able to you know, help you target some players, etc., help you win your league. So, you know, a lot to cover here on the Roto Experts uh, podcast, which uh, will be going five days a week. Uh, we'll have off-season NFL coverage where you can, uh, we can get my spins on the latest uh, fantasy news. Uh, I'll be talking some Dynasty, some Keeper, some NFL Draft. Uh, I know a lot of you uh, have your Keepers coming up. We'll, uh, we'll even talk some DSF, DFS for the Super Bowl. And if you have any questions for me, you'll be able to get in touch with me, even though you can't call the podcast directly. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Scott E. Roto X. And uh, I'll answer your questions every day. That's at Scott E. Roto X. Uh, we'll be talking football all year round. Lots of baseball, etc. And hey, uh, for those of you who know that uh, I cover fantasy racing, uh, Daytona 500 is February 17th. Uh, very soon we'll be looking forward to the return of the father and son fantasy NASCAR hour on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network uh, with uh, my favorite co-host of all time and my son, Sean Engel. So that'll be coming up very soon uh, in February because uh, we're getting very close to Daytona. So they, there's lots to do. You know, it's a time of year where fantasy football is really over. Uh, you'll have some daily games to uh, play on FanDuel and DraftKings for the Super Bowl and you got everywhere to go for your Super Bowl hype, etc. You know, we had two weeks of this coming up with Super Bowl 53 being set between the Rams and the Patriots right now. Uh, and uh, some people looking to top off with a victory in some of their fantasy football playoff leagues. But uh, you know, a lot, lot of movement, a lot of coaching changes in the NFL. Free agency is going to start uh, not too far away. We have the draft. Uh, you know, lots to analyze, and uh, people already looking forward to their their leagues for 2019. We already had an early uh, mock draft on RotoExperts.com in which uh, I had the fourth pick and took Ezekiel Elliott for some reason, and he's had to defend it on the lo local media, uh, social media. Uh, my friend Dane Martinez actually uh, elected to go with uh, Le'Veon Bell and uh, and. Number two overall, uh, which which threw a wrench and uh, a lot of uh, how the people the draft was going to go. And you can check that out at RotoExperts.com. Click on NFL, click on Fantasy. Uh, we have a brand new nav bar as well, so lots to see there for you. Uh, big story uh, coming out uh, in Philadelphia, uh, according to the Philly Voice, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, according to this site, uh, was uh, not getting along with people in the locker room this past season. Uh, they said he there was talk that he even complicated the offense at some points. Uh, some teammates have already come out and publicly denied this. And there's already a big quarterback controversy in Philadelphia. I think we know which way it's heading, though. The Eagles have come out and said publicly that Carson Wentz, you know, Doug Peterson has said, Carson Wentz is the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles going forward. So you're going to expect to see Nick Foles somewhere else. There's already a lot of talk that Jacksonville is going to go after Nick Foles. 
Hopefully it goes better for Nick Foles than the first time that he uh, that he left Philadelphia and ended up falling apart with the Rams. A lot of people blame Jeff Fisher for that. Uh, but you know, Nick Foles was the one throwing the ball, so I think you got to put some of the blame on him. And then he ended up being a backup in, uh, of all places, Kansas City, uh, where he backed up Alex Smith. Uh, came back to the Eagles. Carson Wentz has gotten hurt, uh, hurt twice in major injuries in each of the last two years. And Nick Foles has taken over and won four or five playoff games. So uh, he's the only one to ever bring a Super Bowl to Philadelphia. Mark Wahlberg couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb couldn't do it. Terrell Owens couldn't do it. Nick Foles is uh, forever going to be a hero in Philadelphia because he is the guy that brought the Eagles the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of debate on both sides of this. I personally believe that uh, a guy that can carry a team to the Super Bowl the way that he he has, I really believe it's a good match. Uh, quarterback quarterback uh, slash head coach match uh, duos and pairings are very, very important in the NFL and I really believe that the Philadelphia Eagles have found one in Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. But uh, they're going to choose to go with their young quarterback. Look, uh, Carson Wentz is only 26 years old. He did have a bad season by any measure. Uh, you know, just, you know, he's not Nick Foles in Philadelphia. You know, they have a, they have a new nickname for, for, for Nick Foles, which... Uh, you know, it starts with big, and I won't get into the rest of it. Maybe you can ask uh, Michelle Serpico, look on her Instagram, and uh, check out her, her shirt there, which she was very confident to wear. <laughs> it's very funny. But uh, Nick Foles is forever going to be a hero in Philadelphia. I have to wonder, who will eventually be more popular, Nick Foles or Rocky Balboa? I, I don't know. Nick Foles, he is the Rocky Balboa of, of the real-life Rocky Balboa of Philadelphia. You know, this is a guy that nobody expected anything from early in his career. He had a great season with the Eagles in uh, which he threw well over 30 touchdown passes and hardly got intercepted, but then fell off in a major way. Uh, you know, nobody expected this from Nick Foles when he came back from Philadelphia and he had his own Rocky story. Uh, he, he basically uh, knocked out Drago when he, when he beat Tom Brady. So Nick Foles it's very hard, I think. Uh, look, I don't live in Philadelphia. I'm a New Yorker. They they hate all of us. Uh, but, you know, I respect what Nick Foles has accomplished, and I have to wonder in Philadelphia, you know, maybe you know, I'll go there, go there at some point this year, that, uh, you know, how do, these, how do these people feel about letting go of a Super Bowl hero? I think it's very hard. Now, we'll talk about this in a second, but the Eagles have to have some money come off the books. You know, because they do have needs in the secondary, uh, elsewhere, and uh, certainly in running back, which we'll talk about in a second. A lot of teams, you know, when you look at these early mock drafts, you know, they, they're not going to go after a running back. Uh, very, not too many of them, I don't believe, are going to go after a running back too high. But we'll get to get to that more when we start talking about the NFL draft uh, as it get close to get closer here on the Roto Experts, but. I'll tell you, if I was an Eagles fan, I'd want to keep Nick Foles. Carson Wentz was on his way to an MVP year last season, and 
I think they could get a lot for him in return if they were able to float, float him out there to trade. Look, they're just not worth what the Eagles are going to do. You know, football is a business as much as it is a game. And they have to have this money call coming off the books. They might get rid of Foles. You know, they might get rid of another prominent offensive lineman because they just have to clear cap room. You know, the Eagles are at the bottom of the pile when it comes to uh, salary cap room in the NFL. So they they, they got to clear some room there because they need a playmaker running back and offense. I don't know if Doug Peterson's still going to go to running back by committee. They got to patch up that secondary. You know, there's going to be some names out there which could certainly help the Philadelphia Eagles. But to me, when a guy is a Super Bowl MVP and he's proven that he can play in those games, the, the, the level that he has, not only last year, but this year, he played he played well and certainly well enough in the wild card game against a really, really good defense. And he, he had the Eagles, he had, you know, he, uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky, Got the uh, the Bears in position to win, but it was Nick Foles' drive that uh, that really set up the Eagles to advance. And look, they lost the next week in uh, in New Orleans. New Orleans played this really good defense this year, uh, but they they need they need some support there. Yeah, Nick Foles couldn't be expected to do it all by himself offensively without a running game at New Orleans. So the Eagles are missing that piece and some pieces on defense if they want to get back to the Super Bowl. But look, Foles, Foles brought home a trophy to Philadelphia. Nobody else has done that. Uh, I think it's been proven that he and Doug Peterson are a winning combination. I think when you have that, you just you can't let go of it. I, I know Carson Wentz is young, and he's the future. But to me, Nick Foles has already proven that he can bring a trophy home. But they look, they want to get rid of the money. They want to stick to the young guy. Uh, they invested a lot of draft capital in him a few years ago. Uh, they feel they can win with him. He was heading to an MVP season last year before he got hurt. And, you know, if you look at Carson Wentz, he, he wasn't having a terrible season. There was that one awful game in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, Carson Wentz threw seven interceptions uh, this year, three of them were in that 48-7 to loss at New Orleans. Uh, another reason to th- to, to uh, doubt Carson Wentz, uh, he, he, when he goes and plays the best one of the best teams in the NFC, he looks like that. Uh, yeah, Nick Foles didn't look that bad, but they got uh, beat 48-7, to no touchdowns, three interceptions. But overall, not a bad season by any stretch for Carson Wentz when you take a look at it. Uh, you know, this year, uh, he averaged almost 280 passing yards per game, which would have been the high of his, his career if he finished at 279. He played 11 games. He had 21 touchdown passes and seven interceptions. That's the same amount of interceptions that he threw during his near MVP year. But you look at you look at his game log, and you know it's it's certainly not scary. It's not as prolific as it was last year. I you know, I think he's got a good receiving crew there. Uh, Golden Tate's probably not going to come back as a free agent, but you got you have Zach Ertz, you have Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Nelson Aguilar played very well towards the end of the season. Uh, I still believe Aguilar could be a factor in that passing game, and they have a pretty good receiving crew there. The, the one thing the Philadelphia Eagles are missing is a running back, and. Uh, 
I wrote about this in the Advanced Scout on RotoExperts.com this week that uh, I think Mark Ingram would be uh, a perfect fit for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Eagles fit is 28th in uh, rushing offense this season during the regular season uh, in total yards per game. And uh, you can see that they were down to fumes by the time they uh, by the time they went to New Orleans. Uh, they were 28th in average rushing yards per game as well. So this is a spot that the Eagles and a few other teams that we'll talk about in a second are really going to have to address. And uh, Doug Peterson's been, been, been seen already that he likes to go with a committee. Uh, a lot, some people are not aware that Jay Ajayi is actually going to be a free agent. And uh, after he got hurt again, I don't know if the Eagles are going to move to put to uh, bring him back or not. Darren Sproles is a free agent. Maybe the Eagles will move to bring him back, but I think they be, need more of an impact player in that backfield this season uh, to go, coming up to uh, really have more offensive balance. Like I said, they rank 28th, and you, you look at you look at some of the top free agents that are out there. Mark Ingram is the guy that really jumps off the page to me. Now Ingram, we saw him his first game back from the injury, he had a huge game, but uh, really second fiddle to Alan Kamara for most of the season. He was a consistent touchdown threat. Now Ingram has come out publicly, and he's told reporters that he wants to stay. And uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, at least that I mean, with the with the Saints, that's what he was at least saying before the NFC Championship game on Sunday. Uh, the Saints would like to keep him, but maybe they can't afford to keep him. You know, you could free up some money, money in the salary cap there. They, it's a luxury, I think, for them to keep Ingram as a number two running back as a backup. Uh, for for uh, for Alvin Kamara, uh, Sean Payton was quoted as saying, "You know, we love having him as a number two. When you look at some of the other guys, they tried to trot out uh, when he was suspended. Yeah, look, you know that he he's a luxury as a number two. There's some other free agent guys out there that they could bring in as a as a as a backup to Alvin Kamara. But Mark Ingram, he deserves to start somewhere else." I don't know if Philadelphia is the place, necessarily. Of course, Le'Veon Bell is the biggest fish out there. There's been talk of the Jets because they have the salary cap room, etc. But do, you know, do the Jets really want to go spending that kind of money? If not, uh, the Jets would make a perfect fit for Kamara. But the Eagles are really a team. If they're going to go to a committee, uh, you know, maybe Tevin Coleman makes a lot of sense. But there's one sleeper running back out there, I think, who can probably teams can probably get for not of a lot of money now. Looking at the Eagles, I think Ingram would be in an ideal fit. But if they're going to play committee, uh, Tevin Coleman I think is probably the best fit because uh, Tevin Coleman really proved during this past season that he cannot be a lead running back. He not be a featured running back. Uh, when he got the opportunity more than once, he blew it. Uh, you, you didn't see good numbers from Tevin Coleman. Maybe in the right committee. Look, he played really well, much better when he was paired with Devonta Freeman. Maybe the Eagles come back with two running backs here, and uh, Tevin Coleman is one of them. But uh, 
one sleeper out there. And I think this guy, you know, I saw him play a lot with the Seahawks this year. I don't think that Mike Davis is going to return to Seattle as a free agent. And uh, this guy can hit the open market. I, I think I think he should and could push for a starting job somewhere for a team that doesn't have a lot of salary cap room or you know wants to maybe test a guy like this to see if he can have a bigger role, maybe have him lead a committee. I think Mike Davis is going to be a really nifty free agent pickup. And depending on where he lands, he could be a potential sleeper in, uh, in the 2019 season. Mike Davis had to step in when Chris Carson was hurt uh, this past season. And uh, look at some of these numbers. He had 101 yard rushing yards in week four against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, look, everybody seemed to rush for 100 yards against the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, look, if uh, you know what, we want playing time in this league and you're a running back, you, you have to take advantage of a matchup like that. If uh, Mike Davis didn't do anything against the Arizona Cardinals, we wouldn't be even talking about his his name right now. Then in uh, week nine, he had 100, 107 scrimmage yards and seven catches out of the backfield. Uh, there were a lot of times when the Seahawks would use Mike Davis as a third down running back. And then in uh, week 10, he had 80 yards from scrimmage against the Rams, 11 carries for 58 yards. Now, when I was out in Seattle this year, uh, when they played the 49ers and they absolutely destroyed them in uh, week 13, I think the Seahawks saw what they wanted to be their ideal backfield for next season with Chris Carson punching it on the inside and wearing teams down and getting Rashad Petty out in space. Uh, I spoke to Penny, and he said, look, we're a great one-two punch, he told me after that game. He said, Chris Carson wears a, an opponent down. I guess if they're not Dallas, he wears them down. But uh, you know, Carson still had a depressive regular season. Uh, Rashad Penny said, if they get me on the perimeter, that's where I can be the most dangerous. So Seattle drafted Petty, I think a lot of people thought to be that feature back, but the Seahawks could have that one-two punch at, uh, at running back with Carson and Petty. And I think both can be useful for, for fantasy purposes. It almost kind of reminds me of the old Carolina running back uh, situation with uh, Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. I think uh, – I think the Seahawks can have that. But to talk about Mike Davis, you know, I think there's a guy who uh, they really respected as a veteran. And uh, when they when they put him on the field and they gave him significant carries, he was effective at both a runner and a receiver. He ran hard at the point of attack. Uh, he also ran well in open spaces sometimes. Davis doesn't have great speed, but he's got really good vision. He's got good balance. And uh, he'll fight for extra yardage. Uh, he's got a, a few cutback moves, etc. I really think that you have to, if you're a fantasy football player, especially in a dynasty league where I don't, I don't even know if Mike Davis, if he's rostered or can you trade for him in a, uh, you know, in a very low level trade. But uh, the problem with that is if you're going to float a trade offer there for, for Mike Davis, sometimes the other owner says, does this guy know something that I don't? Did you listen to the Roto Experts podcast, the new Roto Experts podcast, and find out about Mike Davis? So Mike Davis is a guy that I'd really like to have in a dynasty league. I actually uh, – I believe I do have him on my dynasty league roster because I want to see where he lands. This is a guy that I believe if he gets more touches is going to do 
more with it. So, uh, look, the top running backs out there are really Agrib and Coleman uh, as far as free agency goes. But uh, I want to see. I think Mike Davis can be the sleeper. I want to see where he lands. And uh, there are a few teams. Look, Le'Veon Bell is obviously the big name out there that everybody's going to be talking about. And, uh, you know, he wants to go to a team that, that is going to win and that is close to winning. And also a team that has a lot of salary cap space. Now, if you look at last year's uh, team brushing leaders, at the very bottom was the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think that situation could improve next year. Cliff Kingsbury coming in, open up the offense a little bit more. Uh, that team only averaged 83.9 rushing yards per game. Uh, we know how talented David Johnson is. It's just with the way the passing game was last year. It's re- you know teams could load up and really focus on a guy like David Johnson. They have to get him the, the ball more in the passing game. You know, David Johnson could be a value next year. The second worst rushing team in the NFL was actually the Pittsburgh Steelers. But when you look at the fact that James Conner was uh, was injured last year for a stretch as well, uh, it had the whole Le'Veon Bell situation as well. Uh, uh, to me, that number is is really looking at it as an anomaly. The Steelers only ninety point three rushing yards per game. Uh, they only had four rushing touchdowns, but uh, James Conner, you know, his 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 value can't be uh, can't be expressed in just the rushing yards per game. He was so versatile. Minnesota was thirtieth, but look, they have the, they have the kid in house to make it better. Uh, Dalvin Cook really frustrated fantasy owners. Uh, last year, it frustrated the hell out of them with his injuries. But you know, this is a team that really, uh, you know, when they go in a new direction here offensively, uh, you know, they really need to lead on Dalvin Cook. He could be a big X factor for that team as both a runner and a receiver. He's a possibility. Tampa Bay was 29th in rushing with 95.2 yards per game. And here's here's another team that I want to focus on. Uh, you know, this is another team that can really use Mark Ingram out of the backfield. Uh, I believe Ingram could be a better pass receiver out of the backfield than we've seen. Uh, Kamara used to hog that role so much. I believe Jameis Winston is a quarterback maybe more than any other right now in the NFL because he's facing a pivotal crossroads in his career. He's a guy that really, really needs the support of a running game. He he hasn't had it at all in Tampa Bay. You know, they've been searching for a running back for a few years now. They say, what about Ronald Jones? You know, they drafted the kid. If you bring in a guy like Mark Ingram, he's probably going to take over the starting job. And we have to see how the new regime views Ronald Jones. He's probably going to take over that starting job. And uh, Ronald Jones probably going to be a caddy or a change of pace back. You know, it really depends on how this new regime views what is the role going to be for Ronald Jones. So maybe do they bring in a Tevin Coleman? Maybe he's a better fit in Tampa Bay because he can catch passes and he and Jones can complement each other. Jones is not capable of handling that workload as a feature back just yet. So maybe Tevin Coleman's a better fit in terms of what you want to do, what they want to do with Ronald Jones. Do they really want to take a kid and say, okay, because I believe Mark Ingram is a top free agent running back out there outside of uh, the guy on the market, outside of Le'Veon Bell. 
I, I love to see what that guy's going to do as a starter, and I'm going to love him in fantasy. Uh, if I have Mark Ingram on my uh, on my dynasty roster, uh, you know, I'm I'm really watching this situation very closely and hoping and praying that he does not stay with the New Orleans Saints because if he starts somewhere else, that guy could be a high end RB too. You know, he runs hard. And he's got terrific vision. I think he can catch passes out of the backfield as well, like I said. But you know, maybe maybe Tevin Coleman's more the answer in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay's got to clear some salary cap room. Along with Philadelphia, they are one of the teams that are at the bottom of the salary cap ladder, you know, heading into this offseason. So there's already talk of releasing uh you know, there was already the Gerald McCoy talk that we saw. They got look, they gotta get some money off the books. You know, this is a numbers game. Sometimes you see big names getting released, traded, etc., because you know, teams have other needs to address. I'd I'd love to see Mark Ingram in Philadelphia in uh, Tampa Bay, but uh I think Tevin Coleman might be a better fit. Uh there's been talk, some talk about Atlanta, you know, maybe being a spot for some of these free agents. And uh, I really don't see that because uh, you know Devonta Freeman is going to come back. They still have him under contract, but I believe uh, you know Edo Smith is not a big running back, but I believe they drafted him looking towards the future. Uh, when I got to see Edo Smith play live last year, I said in the preseason, I said, you know, they're going to give this kid a long look because they knew Tevin Coleman was heading out in free agency. And uh, Edo Smith, I believe uh, they viewed him as that that kid for the future to maybe pair for uh, pair with uh, Devonta Freeman. Uh, you know, I look for a bigger role from Edo Smith this uh, upcoming 2019 uh, football season. Uh, he's going to be a very interesting fantasy draft pick, say as an RB four type. Uh, because can, can Devonta Freeman stay healthy? You know, are they going to have to get another free agent or a rookie, uh, you know, really for more depth there in case Freeman goes down. But uh, Eno Smith, it's going to be interesting to see what role he can play. I think he'll carve out a bigger role. And uh, this is not, I don't think this is a team that's, you know, going to make a big free agent play for somebody here. Uh, the, the the Falcons were 27th in rushing, and they need to improve, but I, th- I think they feel they have some pieces in-house there. The Jets are very, very interesting at number 26. You know, I've, I've heard them mention, uh, we'll, you know, in relation to Le'Veon Bell, but I believe Mark Ingram's a great fit here, too, uh, because the Jets really, really need a dependable running back. I don't think that's Elijah McGuire. You know, we've never seen him do it over an extensive period. He did look okay late in the regular season, but I think at least you want to pair Elijah McGuire with maybe somebody else. I, I think the Jets are in the market for another running back, but you know, maybe I'm thinking too much like a fantasy mind here, though, and thinking, you know, I, I have to get some of these guys have to get somebody could you get in there who could just solve the issue? Because Mark Ingram could just solve the issue. But maybe the Jets are not, not looking at it that way and saying, we're like this McGuire kid, but I don't think they can have McGuire, you know, leading the running back uh, room by himself there either. Isaiah Crowell was uh, just, a, just a huge disappointment there. I, I believe the Jets have to find another answer as well. Yeah, but you got, you got Sam Darnold there. And uh, you really want to set things up around him for the future. I believe a priority for the Jets 
is uh, you know really getting make make sure that uh, Robbie Anderson, who uh, is a restricted free agent, is going to get uh, going to stay with the team. Uh, I believe he will because uh, him and Darnold were a really nice connection uh, late in the season. But the team really needs to improve at running back uh, to really take pressure off of Darnold because because Darnold uh, Darnold will uh, you know, you've you've seen him he, he he'll make mistakes and when you put pressure on a, on a, on mistakes you put pressure on a young quarterback he's going to make. Uh, He's going to make mistakes. Now, the Jets signed uh, Isaiah Crowell a three-year, $12 million contract last year, but uh, they can still move on from him. It's probably best for uh, them to move on Crowell, who's, you know, who had one, two big flashes with the Jets this year. But, yeah, he's not a full-time fa- fantasy running back. I don't believe he's, he's anything more than a part-time uh, running back in the NFL uh, the, I think the Jets need to to get somebody who's going to scare defenses a little bit more, take that pressure off of Sam Darnold because you know, when a mistake road to young quarterback, you, you have somebody like that, like I was trying to say here, and just stumble a little bit. You know, you, he needs to have offensive support. So get him that offensive support that he needs in a running back. Jets are very focused on building uh, around Sam Darnold. Uh, Had Adam, Adam Gase come in, though, uh, look, Gase was brought in to prove, prove things in Miami, and everything fell apart. He was supposed to make that offense improve with Ryan Tannehill, etc. And uh, people are baffled about the whole Frank Gore experiment. You have to worry, will the Jets do the right thing under Adam Gase? Will, 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 will Adam Gase... Will he play the right running back? Is he going to screw up Sam Darnold? Uh, I've heard this concern from a lot of Jet fans, and I think it's legitimate. But there is a good connection between him and Robbie Anderson. If uh, Robbie Anderson could stay healthy for the full season, I'd be very interested to see what he can accomplish next year. But look, the coaching, uh, the coaching uh, legitimately scares me. Uh, the Raiders are a very interesting team. They have a lot of salary cap room. Gruden is clean house. He has all these draft picks. I don't know if Le'Veon Bell would want to go there, uh, but you know the, the Raiders do have the money to go out there and do something in free agency. Maybe they're a team. You know they're, they're going to move on from Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is a free agent, and uh, they really don't have anybody there. Who can, I think they could cure a kid to uh, turn to as a lead running back. Would a guy like Mark Ingram want to go to the Oakland Raiders and uh, you know be part of something that's starting out there? You know, but Mark Ingram has gotten so close with the with with the with the Saints. You saw how much pain he was in after the game. If you saw the video of him with reporters, that uh, that you know he wants to go to a chance. To go to a team that's probably closer, you know that's that's why I think he should go to Philadelphia because he could be that missing piece that puts him back in the Super Bowl. Oakland is a team where a player's going to have to be willing to go and uh, talk about Gruden's vision with him, you know. But it's 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 probably going to take a few years before the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. The Raiders 
are a complete rebuild. You know, they we, we saw that. You know, they got rid of everybody. They didn't even keep C.J. Anderson. They, they they just scrapped everything and tore it up. Uh, you know, so for a free agent to go there, you know, he's going to have to be younger and he's going to he's going to have to be invested in that plan. But you know, you could you could if you're looking at a running back from the long term. Uh, you know, he could go be in part of history in uh, in in uh, Las Vegas and Oakland because this team eventually they're hoping to become a uh, contender under Gruden. And if you're part of that program and that team rises to contention, you need, that's something very special to be a part of. But I don't think Mark Ingram can wait for that at age 29. So I don't I don't think that's a landing spot for him. Whatsoever, you know, maybe the maybe the Raiders really focused on the running game somewhere in the draft here, or you know, maybe that's a team that goes after a Mike Davis uh, type. Uh, would would they go with Tevin Coleman? You know, that's that's another possibility. I really believe those are the best free agent running backs out there. Uh, the uh, the Lions were twenty fourth in rushing offense, but. Uh, you know they're gonna have Carry On Johnson coming back healthy, and I I think he's gonna be uh, a great number two fantasy running back. Now the Colts were twentieth in running. It there's been a lot of buzz out there that Le'Veon Bell is uh, that the Colts would make a perfect landing spot for him, but uh, I don't I don't believe the Colts really want to spend that kind of money from the things that I've read. Uh, Marlon Mack played uh, terrific at times last year. Really proved himself. That 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 game against Dallas was very very impressive, and uh, I don't think they have a need. Le'Veon Bell's a difference maker. They could put him. They they could also look at it as like, look, this is the guy that puts us over the hump into the Super Bowl. So, but I don't believe there's a glaring need for a guy like like Le'Veon Bell. Houston's in really another a situation. I think that really appeals to Bell and Ingram because they can move on from Lamar Miller. I think I think they have to realize that they can't win with Lamar Miller. And with all the sacks that uh, that Deshaun Watson took this past year, when uh, when you look at the way the offensive line played, uh, the offensive line is going to come a, become a priority for the Houston Texans, but I think they're also going to have to get them <laughs> – a more explosive running back back over in, uh, in Houston. So that that's another potential landing spot. I think they really need to improve their running game as well. Uh, you know, Houston wasn't, wasn't terrible, you know, in terms of rushing offense this year. Uh, you know, when, when you look at where they finished, they finished eighth, 126.3 rushing yards per game. But, uh, you just didn't get the, the you just didn't get the feeling that really when it counted that uh, that Lamar Miller was going to play well. Uh, we saw him get hurt. He was inconsistent. They had to mix and match and running back. So you just can't look at the fact that they were eighth in the league and rushing in a vacuum. I think I think the Texans, you know, they do have some problems in that secondary that they need to address. They have some problems on the offensive line as well. Uh, as we talk this through, but uh, you know, getting a getting a a guy who can strike fear more to the hearts of defenses 
than Lamar Miller. I think I think that's something they have to consider in the offseason as well. So, you know, we'll be talking a lot about free agency and seeing how these things play out. Now, now you say, hey, Scott, Lamar, uh, Mark Ingram's 29 years old. He, he's going to hit that wall uh, of 30 years old that a lot of running backs, they start to decline. But you can't look at that number in a vacuum. You know, it annoys the heck out of me when people talk about 30-year-old running backs and uh, how you don't want them. Look, we see with Adrian Peterson, we saw with Curtis Martin, we saw with Tiki Barber, that you know guys can play well over the age of 30. Let's remember with Tiki Barber that he was a part-time back for a lot of his career, you know, sharing with Brandon Jacobs before he became a feature back later in his career. That's a situation for Mark Ingram as well. Mark Ingram has only averaged about 171 rushing attempts per season. You know, this is a guy that doesn't have a ton of tread on his tires. You know, he's he's not he's not young either. He he. But you know, I don't think Mark Ingram is close to wearing down. He he shared he shared a he shared the backfield for a while too. So I think from a positive perspective, you know, that's also kept him fresh. Clinton Portis was another example on the other side of thirty. About it's not really about what age you are, but how much. How much workload you've had over the course of his, of course, of a career, because Clinton Portis was done well before the age of thirty. So it's going to be very interesting to see where these running back land, running backs land. Uh, and uh, I'd like to hear your responses at Scotty Roto X after you listen to the podcast. Uh, where do you think Mark Ingram is going to land? Uh, what team should go after him and Tevin Coleman? Where do you think Le'Veon Bell should land? Do you, do you like Mike Davis to uh, land somewhere as well? And what other free agent running backs uh, would you like me to discuss? So, again, Twitter, at Scotty Roto X. Uh, and uh, let me know what you want to hear me talk about on the podcast. Again, I'll be talking baseball very soon. Uh, we have the Hall of Fame announcement coming out to the, uh, Tuesday. And it looks like Mariano Rivera might be the first uh, player to actually get 100% of the vote. And, uh, you know, it, it so far, you know, some of the ballots that they've actually been able to talk about so far, he's actually been perfect. He's going to get in. It's expected that Edgar Martinez is finally going to get in. And uh, the third may be Roy Halladay, uh, maybe a little bit of a sentimental vote there. Uh, from the voters, but uh, you know, Halliday really had an extensive career that he was very successful in. And later in his career, he won two Cy Young awards. And uh, Halliday was actually he seemed to get better as his career wore on. So uh, he he got a very good shot of uh, of getting in. Uh, I always I always felt and uh, just just because what he what he achieved in the postseason, et cetera. And how dominant he was at times. Uh, if I had a ballot, I, I'd always vote for Kurt Schilling because I think he really stepped up uh, at a lot of times in a lot of big moments. You know, to me, well, he was a, was a guy the best of the best throughout his career, though. And uh, you know, there were a few seasons where Schilling was was not quite the best of the best, but. He, he was always close. He was dominant for years in Philadelphia, big part of a World Series team in, in Arizona, but he, he's one of those guys that just missed it. Uh, you know, maybe 
Maybe the uh, the committee that voted in Harold Baines. Maybe later in his career, a guy like Kurt Schilling will get in. Maybe a guy later in his career like Mike Messina will get in. Because, you know, when you look at some of the stats, like ESPN pointed out, war. Uh, you know, their war is comparable to Roy Halladay. So I think, you know, when you look at this this new committee that uh, that Harold Baines got in through, you know, you might see eventually guys who are on the cusp like Fred McGriff, Mike Messina, and uh, Kurt Schilling eventually get in. You know, we've seen in the NFL where, where the committee as well has uh, also voted in guys uh, well past uh, – well past, uh, you know, the, the original era they were expected to get into. Uh, will they ever change their minds? It would be interesting if that if views on steroids change down the road. And, uh, well, that committee at some point, will they put Bonds and Clemens in? I don't think they could ever see it happening. I think Larry Walker is on the cusp. Uh, but I don't think Larry Walker will ever get in because just way too many injuries. Larry Walker was one of the best all-around players that – I ever saw with the Expos and the Rockies, but uh, you know the guy just got hurt way, way too often. So you know, lots of baseball for us to for to talk about. Uh, lots more for us to talk about. Again, follow me at Twitter at Scott E Roto X uh, with the E X spelled out S T O T T Roto E X, and uh, let me know how you like the podcast. Let let me know topics that you want to talk about and and ask your questions. Look, you know this this show is interactive. This show is about you. If I have to spend half hour answering questions, I will because you know I could not be here doing what I've been doing since we're Roto Experts since two thousand eight without you guys. You guys who've listened for a long time, you know that I'm interactive. You know I like I appreciate every single listener. You know I I love guys like Don Osborne who I had breakfast with. Out in Seattle, Kenny from Philly. I'm sorry about your Saints. You know everybody that uh, Adam Mark, everybody that listens, and uh, I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, and I want to hear from you guys. Do you have questions? Direct questions about your teams, keeper, dynasty. Do you have uh, any questions about? your upcoming fantasy baseball draft. Do you have daily questions? I'll answer them all. We'll be here five days a week. And don't forget, uh, live on uh, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network uh, starting this Sunday, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I will be on for three hours with uh, Joe Galita, and you'll be able to listen to us every week. So thanks for listening to the first podcast for the Roto Experts in the morning, and we'll see you tomorrow with more football and baseball talk. 